episode 22 we are feeling 22 today and you know we've i'm sorry i had to do that we've over the last month and a half two months we've started to shy away from some of the more serious hard-hitting topics today that's going to change i'm just gonna let you know that right now because our country has experienced some things over the last week if you didn't know already. So I'm going to kick it over to the Easton Roadhouse and he's going to break it down for you. Yeah. And Christian, great job there. I see the, the acting lessons are paying off with the dramatic and hold. I like that. Yeah. It's a good like start. That. You like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Christian said, you know, we've kind of went away from this and it's not completely unintentional on our end. I don't think um, within the last year, there's, it's just been such a, a garbage, kind of depressing year for a lot of people. So the last thing we want to do is hop on here and just refeed you all of the nonsense that, you know, you're already getting. Um, so we tried to keep it lighthearted recently, but there's no ignoring what what went on this last week. And with both of our our backgrounds, it's something that's just inevitably has to be talked about. And hopefully we can provide a little extra insight on it. Um, and so that being the capital, it got stormed. The capital got stormed. Capital, this, the capital got stormed. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This just caused some madness. So that was, it started out as a, uh, a Trump rally. And what it turned into was a select group of those people. And I will say that, it, you know, quick precursor before we really get into this episode you and I both have a lot of conservative friends and I will say in a good way the majority of our conservative friends are very valued conservatives so they're uh you know not people that are just on the Trump train to be on the Trump train they have their set of values that they like to live by and they think is right and I 100% respect that and I get that they're you know they have their arguments um but you can't deny the fact that this guy is has just started some things that have put this country in a very, very, very deep hole. And as we get back to it, that select group of people, the unvalued people, I would like to say, decided to break into the Capitol building, which is a huge, huge, huge federal offense. Um, this led to kind of a crazy week of, you know, Twitter banning. Twitter memeing, um, some talks about impeachment, some conservatives talking about impeaching Democrats that can't even really be done. But uh, and then ultimately, you know, how this sort of plays into the next transition of power that's coming up here soon. So we're just going to dive into all of it. Um, hit you on all ends here. Christian, kick it back over to you. When all this first started happening, what do you think, man? Yeah, there's there's a lot to dive into. So we'll we'll take it back to the beginning of all this, I guess. And I guess where it started was the, the Georgia runoff. You had that happen the night before everything kind of started coming to fruition. And then that Wednesday, 
it came to the point where both of the um, both of the Republican candidates had conceded. And now at this point, the Senate was going to be a Democratic majority. And then uh, you would think that would be the big political news of the day. That's at this point kind of been swept under the rug because there's been so much else happening. But I was just going about my day, you know, Instacart and a little bit driving around delivering groceries to people who would have thought. And uh, I'm checking Twitter here and there and I'm seeing like, oh, protests going on. And this was not like unexpected at all protests for, were for this year this it's definitely nothing new right no <laughs> nothing new at all um but yeah the the protests were not unexpected so i couldn't have said i was surprised by it and then as the day went on it just continued to ramp up you continue to check twitter and then you start seeing these videos of the rioters pretty much at this point breaking past the cops basically charging their way into the Capitol building. You see Confederate flags being flown throughout the Capitol. You see them climbing up the walls to get to the Capitol in through the windows. Um, Just chaos, absolute chaos. And the first thing that really dawned on me was it's really this easy for this group of people to just break right on through and invade the Capitol building, one of the most sacred buildings in this country, they made it look like a mockery. And from there, everything has just kind of taken off. It's chaos. This country yeah. is in a little bit of shambles right now. And I, I don't know what your initial reactions, initial processing of it was, but to me, it was just, how, how is this happening? How is it happening? Yeah. Uh, mine was honestly fairly similar and weirdly enough just because of the world we live in now um it also came via twitter uh Uh, so i was checking twitter same thing as you start to see a thing here or there about the capital being breached and so then i got a little interested because that's obviously very big news and you know you see your your uncle kev's and aunt sally's breaking into the capitol building (laughs) and i was just kind of dumbfounded same reasoning as you like this is one of the most protected buildings in our entire country and we set aside an absurd budget absurd budget to keep those places protected which to be fair i'm not you know fully against by any means sometimes our spending is a little ridiculous but preserving those buildings is essential to our country so i agree with that now i think What happened was the fact that nobody took these people seriously, which is a problem. It's a problem. And I get why you wouldn't take them seriously, because, you know, a lot of people have spent four years kind of laughing at these same people. But it's not to say that they're not a dangerous group. Like some of those people you could tell kind of just followed the crowd and, and ended up breaching the Capitol, which is still illegal. But they... I don't think they had any intentions, really. They just wanted to do it to do it. Yeah, they got in there and were like, okay, now what? Yeah. Yeah, but some of those people look clearly dangerous and, you know, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They were aiming to do something, right? They had intentions when they went in there. You had guys going in there with bulletproof vests on, um, some, some people with different, 
type of armed weapons, like some people had bad intentions and it didn't lead to nothing. You know, there was, of course, the, the lady that ended up being killed from all of this. A lot of police officers, there are new videos coming out every day that were, you know, pepper sprayed, had things thrown at them, had doors slammed on them. Um, they got trampled, all of this stuff. Like, man, this is just, it's sad to see because regardless of what side of the aisle you sit on, you should not support this stuff. And especially, this is coming from the side that claims to be the most pro-America, most patriotic, most, um, you know, Pro support, support, support the cops, law enforcement, yeah respect our national monuments statues all this stuff they don't want them torn down and look what happens like as soon as the tide turns and they're no longer the people that are in power per se or have their political um ideology as the main ideology in power they throw a huge fit too and they start breaking everything and throwing things and just it's awful man i mean in it it just speaks to the hypocrisy that's going on here yes. because like you can't, I get, I didn't want to be one of the people that turned this into a big meme on Twitter. Like to me, that stuff got a little bit annoying because it's like, no, you guys should, should be taking this seriously. And I get pointing out some of the hypocrites that have said these things, such as Tommy Lahren, who tweeted out literally if Donald Trump wins the presidency, there's going to be looting and riots. And if Biden wins the presidency, all the conservatives are just going to go back to work the next day. Nice call, Tommy. You hit it right on the head. Like, that, that's what I'm talking about. There's everyone loves to bash the other side for doing these things. When in reality, on both sides, there's that small group of people that's going to act like idiots, regardless of what happens mm -hmm. if something doesn't go their way. So... You know, just be careful what you're saying when you put this stuff out there because it can always turn around and, and kind of make you look like the jackass. So politics is really showing in a sense how divided this country is right now. And you were talking about it a little bit. There were five deaths. One of them was an officer. Sixty officers were injured. Fifteen were hospitalized. And that doesn't take into account the officer who actually took her own life and the couple of officers who have handed in their guns basically said, I don't trust myself. I don't know what I'm going to do with this at this point. Um, just threatening to harm themselves. The, the psychological trauma that has impacted the law enforcement after this, this rioting, it's, that cannot be un, overstated at this point. And like you were saying, the hypocrisy in this country right now it goes back to the whole idea of, and this doesn't even just pertain to conservatives, the valued and those who really have no values. So there's one individual that throughout this whole thing, there's plenty of individuals who have stuck out. But one to me is Ted Cruz, who to me is just a individual who has no value in his whole life. He's a despicable human being. And the only thing he lives for is to achieve power. So he is a perfect example of a hypocrisy and just doing what he thinks is right. This is a man who Trump went and shit all over his, his mom, belittled. his wife, belittled him. 
And then he's Trump's right-hand man. He's going to defend his election claims, his fraudulent election claims. And he's going to bat just so he can get to power. This is a guy who has no morals. And it's not just him. There are plenty of people on all sides of the aisle right now who just want to do what is right for them in a sense that is just kind of throwing everyone else to the wayside. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of in this country right now, not even from just a political sense of things. And it's it's scary. It's it's disgusting in a lot of ways. Yeah. And to, to the Ted Cruz thing, I mean, I think you hit that right on the head. And he's what I would like to call a clickbait politician. Yeah. Everything he does is for some sort of attention, whether it's a little speech or promo he's given or it's a tweet he puts out. He's doing it to try and gain some numbers. And you're completely right. Like, again, another hypocritical thing that bothers me is on that side of the aisle, you have an ideology that claims to be kind of the the tough, you know, get through it type of ideology, just power through the struggles and stand up for yourself. I mean, you had a guy that in the debates in 2016, like you said, had his whole family and himself just belittled and stomped all over. And as soon as Donald Trump got the nomination, he just completely switched over and was <laughs> was in his right pocket the whole time. And it's it's absurd to me, honestly, because that shows how fake he is. There's I, I don't care who you are. It, you know, if someone went to that extent to go after my family and myself, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like you as a person. And I could completely agree with you politically, which they don't. Let's make that clear. They have, they are not on the same, the same page politically. They pretend to be Ted Cruz pretends to be on the same page, but he's not, he's, he does not have the same values as Donald Trump. And it was very clear in the 2016 debates that those two do not see eye to eye on, on political issues. Um, but yeah, it, you know, literally months after, he's acts like he's best friends with him. And sure, there might be some people saying, oh, well, he, you know, he's good at forgiving, blah, blah, blah. No, because it, <laughs> yes, I get you can forgive people, but the man never apologized to him. Donald Trump never yeah. issued any sort of apology, um, you know, never said that he did it for debate reasons to to boost himself up, which it clearly was. Um, and yeah, just to get attacked like that on a personal level and be able to just kind of slide it under the rug and then fully support the man who did that, it's, it's soft and just, you know, he's got way too fluid of a personality. He's not Mm -hmm. consistent. And like you said, his values are all over the place. So, well, and have some pride, just have some pride, have some values, stand up for something, believe in something. And clearly he doesn't really believe in any of those things. And I think another big thing that all of this is coming down to this, a big theme of the last week is accountability. People need to be held accountable for what is happening because if they aren't, well, what's to stop this from happening again? And the, Accountability, this is all over the place, whether you're regarding the impeachment, whether you're regarding people on the lowest levels who need to face some sort of punishment for this. People cannot believe 
that it is okay to do this to store obviously storm a capital and no one in their right mind believes that is okay but it it can't be okay for politicians to go on twitter to go on social media and say these insightful things and then when people actually get incited they say oh i have nothing to do with this at all this is on them um and honestly we didn't say anything they're not connected with us when you turn around, you can look at the receipts. Social media gives us plenty of receipts to see that this ideology has been brewing and has been created over the last four or five years and probably far before that. And it it came to a head over this past week. This is not something that just came out of the blue. This is something that has been methodically sculpted. And now here it is. We all see it. And I think now people, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, are realizing that these there's consequences to these things and to the rhetoric and everything that's been spewed over the last four or five years specifically. And now we're seeing. Well, yeah, and we are seeing it because when you look at the approval polls, they've dipped to an all time low. He's in a lot of polls. He is now in the 30 percent range. And. You know, a lot of people said at the beginning of this presidency, their reasoning for voting for him and supporting him was because it was refreshing to hear someone who wasn't a politician. And to be fair, I can relate to that. Yeah. I, I do agree yeah. that, you know, a lot of people were had had it with the traditional politician who Correct. it kind of seemed like a shady deal where no one really ever knows what's going on. And here comes this guy who supposedly just speaks his mind and and whatever he says is going to be completely transparent with the public and the voters. I don't think by any means that was the case. And I don't think that ever will be the case in terms of talking about someone with that high of political power. Now, the problem with this refreshing, say whatever you want type of candidate was that it can lead to something like this. It becomes very divisive, and there's really no way you can deny that. Some people like to say that Obama kind of started this whole divisiveness thing. Maybe in some areas I could reach and grab that idea a little bit, but I I, I really don't buy into it. Now, when you're tweeting constantly every day and making these absurd statements, to us, it, it's, I, you know, you think it's funny. Some people just ignore it, kind of let it go. But they do have these repercussions. They, you know, people are going to listen to this word like it's the scripture and act these out. And that's the sad reality of it. And it's why, while it is refreshing to have someone not like a politician, in quotes, you've got to take that with some decency. You can't just throw someone in there who's going to fire from the hip everything he's got when half the stuff can literally incite things. And it would be crazy to suggest something such as that the divisiveness has not gotten worse these last four years. And I'm not saying that that's all because of Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. but it's ridiculous to say that none of it is because of Donald Trump because there is a lot of it that is very much so because of one single man, and that is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, power of the presidency 
is while they still have checks and balances to keep some of their policy in line, they have the power of their own mouth. And that's what, you know, people look to them as the leader of the country. So you can't just say ridiculous shit and not expect anything to come out of it. Like, you've got a lot of people listening to you. Like you said, they have to be held accountable. That's part of the job. It's part of the gig. And I really believe we've talked so much about social media over the span of this podcast because it is such a big theme in our modern society today but what the the government officials and the president taking to social media i feel like it has almost belittled the highest office in this country i yeah. i feel like he is like you said the amount of joking and the amount of people that don't take it seriously anymore Trump is still the president of the United States. This is the president of the United States going on social media and basically tweeting like he is a middle schooler or a high schooler. And while social media can be used in good ways for politicians, just the every single thing, your announcements, um, your speeches, everything going to social media first for the whole world to see, I think just kind of takes away from the highest office. And almost, well, there's, it's a good thing to be connected with those in power, I guess. It also just makes it a mockery of it, in a sense. Yeah. And you've seen that over the last four or five years. And that's just because social media has really taken a different arch and path over the last four or five years. Uh, it was going to be like that regardless, I'm sure, of who was in office. It just happened to be Trump. And you've seen the evolution of these politicians and how they use social media. And like I said, it's just, I think it's taking away from the highest offices and those powerful positions. Yeah, I mean, he's Mr. Twitter fingers. Like everything he thinks of goes on Twitter. He retweets, he tweets himself, he quotes tweets. Like, I get why some people like that. And some people say it's good that he doesn't have a filter. It's good that he, you know, says whatever he wants and is able to be transparent with the people. I'm going to honestly say that I kind of disagree with that. And the reason being is I think that a president should be a person who is your well-spoken kind of unifying person that's not going to create this stuff like i get i get where people say this is refreshing but we're talking about a man who literally is the leader of this country who meets with all the leaders of across the nations and has to negotiate and deal with these guys you do kind of need someone who's like that high intellect speaks very well is able to calmly have a back and forth with someone to run the country. And while it might not be the most exciting thing, maybe the person's a little bit boring, it's in the best interest of the country because we can't have a guy who, like you said, is acting like a 16-year-old on Twitter, which mm-hmm. he he literally is. I mean, there's no yes. argument no, there. Literally. I have not I remember how I used to tweet in high school and how others tweeted in high school. And you know, it was pretty frequently you'd put some dumb things out there. every now and again but since i've turned probably 18 years old i think i'm 
I'm tweeting, you know, maybe once every month, if that, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with tweeting frequently, but you get to an age where the maturity kicks in and you tweet things that maybe there's a funny one here or there, but mostly it's stuff that's, that kind of matters to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just never got past that stage, I guess. He's still stuck in that. And that's that's the narrative I don't get is people do not understand. They they paint him this picture of being like a super strong masculine leader who, you know, steps up for the people, who has went through hell and back to get to where he's at right now. Like, no, yeah. this dude is a giant soft baby. Like I I, there's no other way for me to put it. He is so, so soft and he complains about everything. He's never admitted to being wrong. His ego is so huge and he's been gifted handout after handout to get where he's at. He could have dropped out of high school and still been a millionaire to this day because of the situation he's in, which is not to his fault. I get that. But still, you can't paint this this narrative of this is your hardworking blue collar American that stepped up for the people and he understands your struggle. He's in there to fight for you. That's not what is going on. And it rarely will be with a president. I, I will just put it to you that way. Um, so that whole, that whole story just rubs me the wrong way because that is not the person he is. He's not some God given, you know, hardworking American that understands 330 million people struggle and that kind of honestly that transitions me into this something i wanted to bring up and briefly talk on was there was an article that came out a couple days ago from the independent so this isn't fox news this isn't cnn this isn't msnbc this is the independent who is a a worldwide news reporting um, just business company. They've got journalists from all over the world and it's they reported fake. it's all fake. <laughs> still all fake. <laughs> they reported that Trump was more upset that the Capitol mob looked low class than about the violent tax. And he was Trump was turned off by the look of his supporters. Like he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you. The people who support him are voting against their own interests. And, and that's just and I, I feel like the way he has portrayed himself, whether it be in public and social media, I feel like that's pretty clear to see in some ways. And what's the number one rule of social media? To us, it was always what, watch out before you tweet because it's always going to be on the internet for the rest of eternity. He doesn't follow the number one rule of social media. He is out there spewing whatever comes to mind. And you've said it already. I can see how that would have been appealing because he doesn't want to be your basic traditional politician. But that has gone so far beyond where people thought it would be. And it's gotten to a point where conspiracies are being just spread out everywhere. The election fraud stuff has shown a, not only a huge divide, but a huge issue with those who gain power and use social media to spread whatever rhetoric they want to spread. And it's, it's just, it's, and I guess you could kind of also work this into the whole ban, the social media ban, mm -hmm. which has also obviously been huge news over the last week. And I just want to read a little something here. There's been all the issues 
all of the backlash on this ban has been in regards to this violating the First Amendment. I'm going to read the First Amendment right now. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the peace, people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. So it's basically stating that the government cannot limit your speech or freedom of expression. It is not saying a private company can't have its own terms of services that you have to agree with. And if you get kicked off, you're violating the First Amendment. No, Twitter is a private company and they have terms of services that you have to agree to make an account. Trump violated those terms of services and therefore he was banned from the platform and if anything this goes back to the accountability we were talking about it shouldn't matter who you are how powerful you are where you come from how much money you come from if you break the rules and this doesn't just pertain to twitter if you break the rules if you break the law you should face the consequences of that and there is an issue in this country with that right now yeah yeah and i mean that you know, brings to an overarching debate of how should Twitter be classified? Should it be classified as a private platform or has it become basically yeah. a public space at this point? Which we would, I mean, we could have a three hour episode on that, so I won't get too heavily into that. Yeah. But no, you're right. I mean, there are terms and services and they still are a private company. So at the end of the day, they can make those decisions. And he's not the first person to get banned from no. Twitter. There have been many people banned from Twitter, ranging from having four followers to hundreds of millions. It's part yeah. part of what they do. And I think this has kind of been something that they've held off on for a while now yeah. and finally decided to pull the trigger on, which, I mean, again, agree or disagree with the decision to do that. You can't disagree with the fact that he was it was becoming something on Twitter with him where it was dangerous when he would tweet certain things, right? Yes. And I'm not correct. I'm not putting all of the fault on him for that because some of his followers were taking his words and using them in ways that maybe he did not intend to do. But correct. that's part yeah. of the problem is because of the reputation he's built and what people see him as and think that he believes when he says certain things they're going to take it one way and we've seen this time and time and time again where he will come out after something like this happens and say i did not tweet or say anything to incite this this is not what i wanted to happen well guess what buddy when you spend four years making these remarks about certain groups of people or a different ideology and then you make one little comment that maybe you say is a joke. They just took it seriously and now they're doing it. You know, one classic example of this that goes way before this is when he had first become president and he gave the speech to a bunch of police officers. And he said, you should just throw the son of a bitches in the car or smack them or something like that as mm -hmm. a joke. But again, you're going to have some police officers who again it's not a uh it's not a highly paid job we don't have 
exactly the most professional individuals that always become police officers. And that's not a dig at police officers. I think there are many great ones out there. Mm-hmm. But some people do get into that position that maybe shouldn't be. And if they idolize this guy, well, guess what? They probably just took your word for what it's what it's worth and maybe now acted out what you just said. And that's the same stuff that happens over and over again. He gets out of it because he has the excuse of, oh, I was joking or they took my my words in the wrong way. Sure, maybe they did. But you have to know when you put this stuff out there that there's potential for that. Like these these people have shown time and time again that they will take you seriously and they will turn your words into some sort of action, whether it be the one you intended or not. So, I mean, just just using your head is all it is. Use your head when you say these things. And he is not capable of doing that. It's and all of this comes back around and it comes full circle to the idea of a political identity dividing people right now. And that is a huge issue in this country because we've gotten to a point where political identity is doing just that. It is completely dividing. If you, and I'm not going to say that I'm completely, I've, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. And I don't want to be guilty of it. I've over the last, I'd say over the last six months to the last year, I've realized that everything that's gone on in regards to division in this country can be blamed on either side. There is no one person that's at fault no. here. And you you meet someone and they say, oh, if it comes up randomly, obviously you're not going to be talking about politics right off the bat, but maybe they support Trump or they support certain things. I found myself at points like kind of thinking, being turned off a little bit by them. But now, now I'm realizing that's not at all what it should be like. And that's, no. Politics is not a thing that should, you know, cling to someone and be their identifying feature. It shouldn't be like that at all. And I know that it was just kind of a, a an unconscious thing that would go on in my head. And that's I feel like a lot of people are guilty of that. And you have to when you realize that you are doing it, you have to turn it off and you have to kind of look at everything from an objective standpoint. And just we're people. We're all people. We have different beliefs. We we have different ways of seeing the world, different values, different morals. And that's what makes us all so unique. And I know I, this probably sounds like a Hallmark commercial right now, but it's the truth. We're all very different. And you have to be able to be okay with that and use that as a way to connect with other people instead of dividing yourself from other people. Yeah. And you bring up a point that I wanted to touch on for sure in the divisiveness and kind of just respecting each other's opinions. Um, Yes, it's gotten to a terrible point. And I think on both sides, there are two main actors that are making this really, really bad. And it goes back to social media, like we talked about, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people, again, they, they sweep it under the rug and act like it's not a driver. Watch the social network. Tell me your thoughts after that. I've already known that it is, but it is making the divide so, so much worse. And it's because one, people on the far right will repost any and everything that supports their argument. They they might not even click the article open. They might see a headline that they agree mm-hmm. with, repost it. I've seen multiple times where people repost something and I go into it and it's an onion style of article where it was <laughs> made to be satirical. But knowing yeah. these people, they 
just took it seriously and reposted, you know, whether it's older family members of mine or people that I know that just don't take the time to actually read the damn thing. They just repost it. That's problem one that is huge. And then problem two, when you go all the way to the left, you've got people, you know, saying things like, I would never date a conservative or I can't be friends with a Republican. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that is, you know, I've heard people justify it by saying their values are so skewed and so amoral that I just can't be with that person. I can't be around that person. That might be the case some of the times if they really do. But if they just have the traditional conservative values, you have to understand that those people are 90% sure that what they are saying and thinking is correct. Just like what you think you're saying is 90% correct. It's just the way it is. You're right. Like people are different and they think differently. And so to say that you can't be friends with these people, you can't date these people, you don't want to be associated with them or work with them is ridiculous because all it is, is they have these thoughts. They were maybe raised a certain way to believe these things. And that's not to their fault. That's the way their brain ticks. If you're different from it, disagree, have a little bit of back and forth friendly, but we can't just shut these people. If it comes to the point where every person has to only be in groups of people that completely agree with them politically, that's a dangerous, dangerous place. That's what it's turning into. It it is what it's turning into. That's what it seems like, at least. Yeah. No, it does seem like that. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, that's, again, goes back to the point of tweeting out these things and saying these things and getting a bunch of people to agree with what you're saying can be dangerous, especially when it's tweets like that, like, I cannot be friends with a conservative person because of what they think. That's, I mean, you're completely skipping over the personality traits, the who mm-hmm. they are as a person, you know, how some of the nicest people I know and some of the dearest friends I have are very conservative, completely disagree with them politically. I have nothing in common with them almost politically. But as a person, they are great people and they have good intentions. They mean well in the world. They want to do right by people. And you can see that. That's pretty evident. The problem is you have people in those positions who just put a big old X on those guys, on those men and women, And then, again, there goes the divide. It just gets bigger because you can't step out of your own shell to be able to accept that people are going to think differently. And it's always going to be like that. It's never going to change. There's never going to be one day where we all wake up and everyone completely agrees with X and whatever policies and elects the same person and someone gets 100% of the vote. It's never going to happen. And I can almost guarantee you it'll always be pretty damn close to half-half. Absolutely. And we've said it a couple times throughout the episode. You mentioned it. It really just comes down to those with values and those without values. And it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. All that really matters is that you mean to do well for people and that you're a selfless individual and there's just not enough in this going on in this country right now and one thing that really irks me and i've said this before on the podcast is you have the the let you see it on both sides but you have the accounts of those who are more far left where their job 
it seemed like their job was literally the second that Trump tweets to just reply right to the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> be like, it just denounce him in some way. This guy sucks for this reason, that reason. This tweet is stupid for this reason, that reason, whatever. And then they go out and they tweet like, oh, like Trump is stupid for yada, 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 this. Who agrees? Retweet if you agree. That that just shows that they don't care if you agree. They don't care what you think. They just want your retweet. They probably just want the retweet to get more clicks, to get more impressions, to make more money. Because people can't realize that a lot of what unfortunately runs this world is the, the idea of whatever you can do to make more money. And that just comes back to the values and no values. And a lot of these people who political people are very popular on social media are just doing this for engagement because more engagement equals more revenue for them. And that's another thing that people have a tough time seeing through. And I think once people realize that, it'll probably be a better thing for this country. Yeah, I would hope so. And unfortunately, you know, we're really going to have to turn the curve around because it's trending in a worse and worse direction every day. I think it becomes, you know, more and more polarized as we go. You look at this whole phenomenon of social media and kind of the beast that it's become, you know, you take this back a decade, even five years, you're not going to see the same amount of engagement and just pure anger on these platforms that you do today. It's crazy how much you see today when you go on there politically that's just you know bashing one side or the other and i get like if you're a political person you want to retweet and repost things sure just make sure that what you're reposting is not some nonsense like and that's easier said than done i get that there are people out there that just don't even consider that but they do they have repercussions you can't just say or post or repost whatever you want because it fits your narrative a lot of those stories are complete bs they're you know they're not adding to anything they're just making all of this worse and so if it keeps trending the way it is i don't see it getting any better now the one thing to hold on to i guess as a positive is that i think with we've talked about cancel culture on here a bunch i think this falls into that as well where people are kind of starting to wake up and see this, yeah. like wake up and see that individuals are putting this out there, like you said, to get clicks, to gain some traction on their account. And they have no regard for actually, you know, putting their thoughts or beliefs out there. Yes. It's all for the clicks and people are starting to pick up on that. And I, again, the same thing with the cancel culture. I love seeing some uh, accounts willing to call out those accounts when they're doing this, when they're kind of trying to bait people in saying, yeah, look, we know what you're doing. We see right through this. You people should not fall for this. That to me, like, those are the tweets I like to see because it's like, yeah, these people, that's part of the reason they do this is because they don't face any, any backlash or any, you know, criticism, whatever you want to say for putting this stuff out. They can just say it. And there it is hands off if you're going to put stuff out there like that you should expect people to come back at you with their thoughts and if you're doing what a lot of people are doing just putting clickbaity bs out there 
you should be called on it. So basically what we're getting at here is that you wouldn't get a podcast. It's all for unity and love and positivity. And uh, the people you were talking about there, it sounds like they do get it. It sounds like they're replying to these people. They understand that they're trying to play them a little bit. They get it. it. So at this point, moving forward over the next week, what would you like to see happen? Because there's a lot of different avenues. Um, that could i guess this could go in the direction it could go in what would you like to see happen personally in regards to maybe a a speech or how the uh the inauguration is carried out what are your thoughts on that well first of all to the inauguration um as everyone expected pretty much donald trump will not be in attendance he's the first one in i think over 50 years to not attend um 150 100 oh yeah uh yeah yeah to not attend the following president's inauguration and again everyone expected it it's not really a surprise which speaks a lot for itself because for everyone to know that this guy was going to be a sore loser i mean that's all you need to say yeah so for me i would i would like to see this transition happen smoothly and i think if there is one thing that biden and by no means am i a huge biden fan but if if there's one thing i think he has been doing well especially since being elected is that he's given a few speeches where he is trying to reach across the aisle Mm -hmm. i get that it's just words i get that you have to back that up with actions 100 percent, but it is refreshing that at least we are hearing that because we've not heard that in four years. There was very, very, very few moments where Donald Trump made it clear that he wanted to reach across the aisle and try to compromise with Democrats. At least we are hearing that much. And to me, that is a positive because I do think that there are some simple, simple policies that the majority of people agree on that should be passed and can be passed as long as it doesn't turn into whichever side claims that policy, the other side has to bash it. There, yeah. I mean, if if we went to bed tonight and someone was able to just go ding all the politicians with a magic wand and completely flip their ideologies so all the conservatives thought liberally and vice versa, we'd still wake up tomorrow and they would sit and argue all day and nothing would get done because it's, yeah. it has nothing to do with agreeing on policy and it has everything to do with just being different from the other side. Whatever they say yeah. is wrong, we got to come up with something different. So I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that that's not what happens in this next administration that while it may not, it will not completely be fixed, we need to take the baby steps to getting to that point. And there's always going to be disagreements. There's always going to be, you know, the two political parties that for the most part will not get along. But again, the common sense things that they do need to get along for and get done for American people, that type of stuff cannot be that divisive. Otherwise, you know, the country's in a bad place if that's how we're going to roll. And I'm really looking forward to, Biden's inauguration speech at this point because 
like you said, he has been fanning the flames a little bit, trying to use this unifying message. And I think this inauguration speech is going to be one. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be tuning in. A lot of people are going to be listening to him speak. And you don't have to agree with every single policy. No one does. No one does. You said you're not a huge Biden guy. I'm not a huge Biden guy either, but it doesn't really matter. It's just for him to come out there and give a unifying speech, give a positive message to the American people. I think that's what's most important. And I think he's going to do that. Um, And I hope that after everything that has gone on the last week, that people are just sick of the division at this point. People are looking to kind of reconnect and start building in the right direction again. And I think that speech is going to be a big moment for that. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I I do hope that there's sort of a healing process. I know it sounds a little cliche. And, and when he makes these speeches about being unified and coming back together, I get where a lot of people see it as kind of phony. Um, like you said earlier, the hallmark speeches. Yeah. But it's better than the other. And exactly. the other the other being speaking divisively, pinning one side against the other. Whether you think it or not, if a person of that power as the president, if you pin one side against another, those two sides are gonna clash. That's the way it's gonna be. If you get on Twitter every day and say, you know, the liberals are stupid and the media is ruining everything and yeah, you know, that these people are ridiculous. Well, guess what? Now all of your followers are going to think that. And if you're that bullheaded about it, they're going to be the same. And it's going to create divisiveness. And this is not to say that, again, everyone should think the same and everyone should always be on the same page. There should be political disagreements and it should always be that way. But it should not be in a manner that it becomes an attack on people. The, mm-hmm. the only excuse for that is someone with extreme, extreme views where yeah. the person legitimately needs to be shut up in some sort of way. To Like, I'm talking to the point where they're kind of inciting violence and, you know, acting in a way that is physically harmful for society. And, yeah. you know, I guess on a closing note, going into this next administration, we've talked about this you should never completely agree with a president. You and I both said we do not, are are not huge Biden fans. And when I say that, I agree with, you know, just kind of throwing a a guess out there, maybe 45 to 55% of what he says. That's only half. Only half of what he puts out there do I agree with. But am I going to support him? Yes. No person, especially with a man like Donald Trump, should you roll over in bed in the morning and say everything he says is the gospel and I am on page 100 percent. If you can't find one spot where you disagree with uh, the president or any politician in that sense, you're just not thinking for yourself. You're giving no self thought. You're just basically letting the words come in your ear and out your mouth. And. I guess that that is helpful for some people. You know, not everyone is super politically involved, so they kind of turn to these people to garner their thoughts and decide what they think about things. 
but there's got to be a few issues where you draw the line and say, hey, listen, I, I don't agree with that. And that you can go to my, you know, favorite politicians, to the people I agree with most in the highest office, and that number's still only going to be about 80%. And that's because there's always stuff that you're going to disagree with, and you're the platforms you should never fully agree with. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous to say that. So moving forward, people need to understand that. And I think we need to move in a direction of conversation rather than arguing with each other, rather Mm -hmm. than completely shutting someone out because they don't want to have the same conversation that you do. That is a very, very dangerous direction to head in as a country. And if there's one good thing about Joe Biden winning the presidency, is that it's that I think he's a very neutral figure and it will allow for that discourse. It will allow for people to have those conversations. It's not going to be something where Joe Biden's tweeting every two hours and then a certain select group of people are going to take those words and just fire away at other people. I don't think you're going to see that in this presidency. So it's going to turn back onto the people to have those conversations and have to think for themselves, which is a good thing. And you did a splendid job of breaking that down. So there's really no more that I have to add. I'll I'll say this. My favorite thing that you just said there is just think for yourself. It doesn't have to be about politics. This is anything. Just be your own person and think for yourself. And uh, you'll probably feel a lot better about yourself if you do that. But Easton, you did a great job of breaking that down there. And I think with that, we're at the point where this episode is about ready to come to a close. Unless you've got any more beautiful things to uh, say. Barzi, great job today. Again, it was a bit of a serious podcast. On those, you tend to not slip too far in the lower direction. So I'll give you a solid 9.2 today. It was well done. That's your Barzi rating of the day. And, yeah, to close it off, I I appreciate the – the compliments there, Barzi. It's always <laughs> always big for me to hear from you. Um, you but yeah, just think for yourself and the conversations that you have, the disagreements that you have, keep them civil and keep having them because it is only going to spark your mind more. It's going to make you more politically intelligent. Having to talk through what you think with someone who blatantly disagrees with you and hearing what they think it's just going to sharpen. Don't live in these echo chambers. It's just going to feed everything back to you that you want to hear. That's not helping you out at all. That's not helping anyone out. Have conversations. The next four years, I think, will be better than ever for that. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hopeful that that's the direction we take, but you never know. You never know, but we we can be hopeful right now. We're we're at a time, you know, beginning of 2021, it's all about hope. We got the vaccines coming out. We have a new administration coming in that's hopefully going to provide more unity for the country. We're all about hope right now. So we're just going to end it at that positivity to end this episode. So with that, guys, go follow us on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all those places. We're all over now. You can't escape us. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next week for episode 23. Take it easy.